1: All right. We're going for another edition of the Growing in Grace podcast found every week at growingingrace.org. All of our past podcasts can be found there. Again, growingingrace.org. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Grace Roots, facebook.com slash Grace Roots, Twitter at Grace Roots, and uh, YouTube. Dot com slash grace roots. And of course, anytime you want to comment on any of our podcasts, feel free to do that at org or send us an email if you'd like to get a hold of us. That way you can find all that information, again, at growingingrace.org. I'm Joel Bresicke, by the way, along with Mike Kapler. We enjoy talking about this grace stuff because grace is the very thing that that enables us, that empowers us into godly living. It's the very thing that God has given to us freely. You see, under the law, under rules and regulations, people only found that they were guilty, that they fell short, that they could not live up to God's standard. And so God provided something greater for us. He provided his own son, Jesus Christ, to come and live in us. And he placed us in him as well. And he gave us his grace and his life. And he says that I am at work in you to will and to do according to my good pleasure. That's what God says. And so this life that we have in Christ is so much better than a life that was lived under rules and regulations. And uh, so we'll talk about that and a little bit more as well this week.
0: Hey, um, yeah, let's, let's pick up on some of that because you started talking about grace here. And I I just pulled up something I saved in my phone for my own reference, just to remind myself. You know, sometimes I need to be reminded of this this great news that we have in Jesus Christ, and and make sure that I'm not getting my covenants mixed up, and that I'm growing in grace. Like our what our program is titled. The word grace in in the Greek appears about 157 times in the New Testament. Twelve times in the four books known as the Gospels, So stop and think of it. Let's, let's just rest on that for a second, because you've heard us talk before many times, and we've got a whole series on why Jesus taught two covenants, if you'll go back and check those out sometime, but because uh, we got all those podcasts archived, right? Growingingrace.org. Twelve times out of 157 does the word grace appear in all four books of the gospels. The life of Jesus. You see, because Jesus was a minister under the old covenant, the new covenant had not yet begun during the ministry of Jesus here on earth. It was going to occur after his death. And so I just find that interesting. And by the way, even the 12 times that it's mentioned in the four gospel books, most of those were referenced to Jesus and the Mm -hmm. grace that was upon him. Uh, Mary was one exception. She found favor or grace in the eyes of God. The other 145 references came after the four gospel books. And so just even in the in the book of Romans, it shows up 26 times, Paul's first epistle that's listed after the book of Acts. So if all you think about grace is that it somehow covers your sin or it's only needed when you sin, then you've misunderstood grace mm-hmm. because grace was upon Jesus, and he never sinned think about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was through grace and, and the the Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace, that Jesus was able to do the things that he did. The grace of God was upon him. That same grace is now upon us and abides in us with an anointing that never leaves, never goes away. And speaking of never leaving and never going away, is there anything, Joel, getting you back into the conversation here, is there anything that can separate us from God, as a believer in Christ, with Christ in us. Is there anything that can separate us? What about sin? What about that one, Joel? Huh? What about
1: that? <laughs> well, hey, if uh, we were to spend the the rest of this podcast talking about the things that can separate us from God, we would basically have silence for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> we be done, right? <laughs> so we have about, let's see, eight, eight and a half minutes of silence left here. Because <laughs> that, is, that is good, because you will hear preachers, I have heard this, and I know that our listeners have heard it too, quoting from Isaiah, or quoting uh, something else from somewhere else, or just saying it on their own that your sins have separated you from God. And so until you stop sinning, then you are separated from God. You've broken fellowship with God. Because you've sinned, you've broken fellowship with God. That is a not-so-small teaching in the church today. I think it's rather prevalent, at least in one way or another. Maybe some preachers preach it in a big, huge, way legalistic way, like uh, that's the emphasis of their ministry. Other people will uh first John one nine you uh saying that when you've sinned you've broken fellowship with God, but you can confess your sins and then you're you're back in fellowship with God. A complete misunderstanding in our minds of what first John 1 9 really is. We've talked about that on the podcast in the past, but the main thing is that there is nothing, not even our sin that can separate us from God, because here's the thing, here's what happened in Jesus Christ, something happened major happened. (laughs) It wasn't just that grace covered our sins like you were talking about. See, that's what I used to think. I used to look at grace as something that was kind of on the shelf over there. And then whenever I sinned, I would get grace out and thank God for grace because his grace covers my sins. But no grace is so much more than that. It's not that our sins have been covered, but through Jesus Christ, our sins have been taken away between us and God. There is no sin that he sees. Yes, he knows when we do things that don't line up with his character, with who he is, with who we are in him, but he doesn't hold that against us. He's taken it away. He's taken our sins away. What the Lord really wants us to do, you were talking about growing in grace. Growing in grace is not a matter of our sins becoming less and less, and our righteous deeds becoming more and more. Although there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. But growing in grace is realizing and understanding more and more what Christ has done on our behalf and who we truly are in him, apart from what we ever do, good or bad. And that is a quality of life that we can grow in Again, apart from our own works, but it's it's all knowing what he has done on our behalf. And so we get to live this daily life knowing every single day, no matter what I did yesterday, no matter what thoughts I have on my mind to do today that might be wrong. That's not separating me from God. Knowing that can actually help you to change your mind from what you've got planned. Uh, It may or may not do that, but hopefully um. You'll grow in grace and know it, God's love more and more and, and uh, let that be what your focus is in life. Well,
0: and we've had to say this a lot lately because of the way a typical Christian mindset has been established in. You know, it, a lot of things that we might say here on the podcast will be misinterpreted, misconstrued mm-hmm. because everything is being filtered through some teaching that people have had embedded in in the cracks and crevices of their minds for years. And everything gets filtered through that. And so sometimes you hear us say something that may be entirely different than what we actually meant to say. But I think Joel just hit on it. It's a good, healthy thing for you to reduce sin in your life. It, it just is. It's not a part of who you are. It's bad. God hates it, but he dealt with it at the Mm -hmm. cross, okay? So that is never going to come between you and him again. It did under the old covenant, because Joel, you also hit on this, under the old covenant, the temporary forgiveness that occurred through many sacrifices, what happened there There was like an atonement, which is kind of an old covenant word, and it means a covering. Their sins were covered, but the stain was still there. One sacrifice with the blood of Jesus did something that the blood of animals could not do. It took sins away. John the Baptist, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's what happened at the cross. Nothing is ever going to come between you and God ever again. He isn't angry with you. That has all been addressed at the cross. And that's a good thing because guess what? Jesus isn't coming back to be sacrificed again. Isaiah 59, verse 2. Let me start with verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Verse two, but your iniquities, again, this is from Isaiah, your iniquities, Israel, have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you. David in the Psalms said, God hates the sinner. God never said that. David said that because why? Because that was his perspective. That was being sent through his filter under the law. That was his mindset. That was his assumption. But we can find through the revelation of new covenant writings that God doesn't hate the sinner, that God loves you. He was reconciling the world to himself, and and he accomplished that through the blood of Jesus Christ. I used to know somebody who had this written in their Bible. It said something like, this book will keep you from sin, and sin will keep you from this book. That is not an accurate statement, not under new covenant Christianity. It isn't. If you're going to jumble the two covenants together, which is the wrong thing to do, then you're going to get confused and lost and frustrated, even condemned and feel guilty. But we're in a better place than that. And uh, boy, the, this one went pretty fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they always do. It's always good stuff. When we talk about the love of God, the grace of God, our sin being taken away, Again, that that one sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I mean, trillions and trillions and trillions of sins that have been committed by mankind throughout history. I don't know how many thousands or millions or billions or trillions were committed by Israel in the, the period from when the law started up until the time of Christ and even up until now, but the blood of bulls and goats could not take away those sins. The blood of bulls and goats was, was more of a shadow of a, of a sacrifice that was needed. But the one sacrifice of Christ, after, after all those sacrifices of animals couldn't take away sin, the one, it was one sacrifice of Jesus Christ that took away the sins of the world, all of the sins that you've ever committed, taken away by the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That is some powerful stuff. That's grace. That's not just sin being covered. <laughs> but that's your sin being taken away. And so that's something that we can be thankful about. And it's not something that leads us into licentiousness or into thinking we can just do whatever we want. For me, it, and for millions of people around the world, it, it causes gratitude and thankfulness to God. And it makes us want to know him more and more. If His grace is that powerful, that it can take away our sin. His, his grace is powerful that it can help us in our daily lives and our daily living. So uh, there's more to be said about all of this. We'll share some more next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing
0: in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.